everyone. This is Myra with Halepuli's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. This year, we've been sharpening our self-healing skills by learning about the Gravati Gunas, the 10 pairs of opposite qualities that are found throughout the cosmos. How do the Gravati Gunas guide us to heal ourselves? As the building blocks of nature, these qualities offer us a framework for understanding our external and internal environments. Nature and our human organism both seek balance. But all too often we make choices that inhibit the natural tendency towards balance. We do too much of one thing and the resulting sustained imbalance then results in disease. And this doesn't need to be the case. So the practice of Ayurveda is grounded in observation. When we observe a quality in excess or deficiency, then we can make choices that will introduce the opposite quality and thus bring balance. It's a dynamic process, and when we engage in it with full awareness, then we can enjoy healthy longevity. Now let's put theory into practice. This month we'll take a look at the Gravati Gunas of smooth slakshna and rough kara. In Ayurveda, the Gravati Gunas help us understand the alchemy of the five elements of earth, water, fire, air, and the ethers, and how to balance the doshas. We all have all three doshas in us and all five elements in us. And we can see how the opposing pair of smooth and rough then relates to each. Kapha and Pitta are quite smooth because they both have the water element. And it's this smooth quality that stops us from burning up. It's also the part of us that's grounded and loving and organized when it's balanced. Vata is air and the ethers, and it can be both rough, for example, with a storm, and smooth with a gentle tropical breeze. And when vata is balanced in us, information, impulses, and ideas flow very smoothly. We're creative and flexible, and we can sail through difficulties by being responsive. When the doshas are in excess or deficient, things get rough, literally and figuratively. Too much air equals dry skin and a scattered mind. Too much water results in edema or swelling. In both cases, agni gets weakened. With discomfort, symptoms, and disease, then things get rough mentally and emotionally. The breath plays a huge role in balancing the doshas. Notice what's happening with it throughout the day. If your breathing is getting rough or bumpy or short, then your body, mind, and spirit are suffering, being choked. A simple remedy is the take-pause exercise. Stop what you're doing, take 12 slow, conscious, deep breaths, and then smile sweetly to yourself. I do this really often throughout the day. Try it. See how it feels. Not only does the agni of each of the cells of your body appreciate it, but 
it'll move you toward mental clarity and away from anxiety and fear. Yoga asana also offers an opportunity to explore the roughness or the smoothness of your breath. Keeping the breath even on the inhale and exhale in asana is the way to smooth things out. Many people have the tendency to dump the breath on the exhale, which becomes rough. Or when practicing ujjayi breath, a big, rough exhale and a gaspy little inhale doesn't take us towards sattva. When the breath is smooth and even in both directions, then prana moves more easily. It moves through the entire body, and the mind will come to a peaceful place. And then sattva will ensue. The river Ganga in India is said to be deep and smooth, but it's also shallow and rough in many places too very much like the variable state of mind. Resistance to life creates roughness in the mind and the body. People often say to me, I struggle with, or it's really hard, or I'm having a rough time. This is the rough quality at play in the mind, and it often leads people to become reactionary. Responding to life is much smoother. This involves surrender and acceptance. Responses may feel difficult when thinking about it, but the feeling will become smooth with the letting go. And then things go well and we say, ah, it's smooth sailing. (laughs) This is when we're actually digesting life which will greatly enhance our ability to digest food. But our agni, our digestive fire, will have a rough time if we're constantly challenging it, such as when we're eating raw veggies or trying to bring in more roughage. Think about chewing a raw carrot or a piece of raw broccoli It requires a lot of chewing to get it to a smooth state before swallowing it, right? And if it goes down rough, when there's still solid pieces, the agni literally needs to cook it so it can flow smoothly through the rest of the digestive tract. And, you know, most people these days, the condition of their agni is not up to the task. And it's usually due to frequent insults, things that are disrupting Agni. But the result is undigested food, which forms metabolic toxins, or AM, which is a primary cause of disease. Now you may be saying, hey, Myra, what about smoothies? They're smooth. (laughs) It's in the name. Yeah. That's usually not the answer either. Smoothies don't digest well because they tend not to be mixed with the saliva very well. Saliva has important digestive enzymes, and it's the first stage of digestion. So when saliva isn't mixed properly, then Agni is challenged once again. Not to mention the fact that people often combine fruits with vegetables, with dairy, in a smoothie. And this is a recipe for indigestion. (laughs) Yeah, because those things don't digest well together. 
If Agni's weakened by eating too many extractive foods, meaning foods that have primarily the bitter, pungent, or stringent taste, say you're having a green smoothie every day, for example, then vata goes up. Think again of a tropical breeze versus a storm. All of that air from the extracted food dries things up in the body. For example, in the joints, they become brittle and rough because the ligaments and the tendons dry up first in the body. And especially those ligaments below the waist in the pelvic area. Am also has a negative effect on the movement of the joints. As I mentioned, Am is metabolic toxins that are created and accumulate in the body as a result of undigested food and improper elimination of waste products. Am will cause stiffness in the body that has a rough feeling, not much fun. But the Am can be removed slowly with the use of herbs and with Panchakarma treatment that's appropriate for the individual at that particular point in time. And that can happen more quickly then. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach, though. But after Panchakarma, things typically will feel much smoother. With a more appropriate amount of lubrication and hydration in the body, the joints will feel easy to use and movement will feel more smooth. But of course, it always depends on the starting point of the individual. Now we can think about our five senses and how we use these to interpret the qualities of rough and smooth in our environment. Smelling a flower sprayed with pesticides is rough for your body. But the natural smell of that flower, a rose, for example, is quite smooth in the experience. When you watch a violent movie, how does it feel inside? Rough. When it's a love story or a human interest story, it can feel rough if you resist tears and smooth when you let it touch your heart. Now, I don't mean to imply that rough is bad and smooth is good. The experience of one allows us to experience the other. And what about for the rock climber? They appreciate the bumps and the holes to help the climbing process. If it was just smooth, they might not be able to climb. In fact, it's the presence of roughness that makes smoothness so satisfying. And this is the fundamental duality of our existence. We need contrast to have experience. Often it's interesting and appealing to experience opposite qualities side by side. Like experiencing textures through touch or sight. Oil paintings, for example. Smooth paint is layered on a rough canvas, which gives it depth and light and shadow. Fabrics, too. Think about the difference or similarity of wool and silk. Either one can be made rough or smooth. Raw silk is quite rough. So much so that we use it to do an Ayurvedic treatment called Garshana for gentle roughness on the skin. Or what about the bark of a tree? It's protective. It can be smooth or rough. I love the gum trees in Australia, the eucalyptus trees. They're known in other places. Some of them have a very rough and peeling type bark. 
and then some are smooth like velvet. The Gavadi Gunas of rough and smooth are a wonderful guideline to stay on the path of your dharma, your rightful place in life. Look for areas where you might adjust your choices in life. We need both rough and smooth to keep things balanced, but noticing the difference in your experience as a result of your choices, that's what's going to empower you to choose a path that brings you into the truth of who you are, the truth of who you are as eternal spirit in this body. If you want to learn more about being your own healer, we have a wonderful program called Agni Therapy that will not only heal your digestion, but provide you with a deep foundation for living. It's a 21-day program that guides you to deeply integrate Ayurveda and yoga into your daily life. And it includes yoga practices, energy work, a private support group, and weekly live Q&A to support your healing process. Find out more on our website, halepule.com, H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E.com. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.